This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a judge denies a group of federal employees who are looking to get rid of the vaccine mandate. A new one-stop shop for listing contract modifications due to COVID. And could we soon see hybrid electric tanks? The Pentagon says maybe. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A federal district court refused to block the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for federal employees. A group of about 20 federal employees sued the administration in the District of Columbia. They asked for emergency injunctive relief from the mandate, but a federal district judge declined to provide that relief. The employees who sued all have religious or medical requests pending. Judge Colleen Kohler-Catelli says the employees will not face discipline while those requests are pending. She also says the plaintiffs failed to demonstrate how their potential discipline outweighs the harm their agencies and the public might experience. The largest federal employee union wants the White House to push back the vaccine deadline for government workers. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The American Federation of Government Employees says the federal workforce should have until January 4th to be fully vaccinated. That's the same deadline that federal contractors got last week to comply with their own vaccine mandate. The Biden administration says federal employees must be vaccinated by November 22nd. But AFGE says the two deadlines create a double standard for federal employees. Union National President Everett Kelly says employees are demoralized and confused by the two deadlines. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Vendors of any GSA multiple award contract and agency contracting officers have a new dashboard to track the modification of contracts with new clauses to address COVID safety protocols. The General Services Administration created this new data visualization to make it easier for contracting officers to check the status of vendors. The dashboard will list the vendor modification as accepted, closed-slash-canceled, or pending. Users can filter their search by contractor name, business size, contract vehicle, and DUNS number. Vendors have until November 14th to sign their modification. More than half the members of the Air Force and Space Force who responded to a new survey say they've suffered some type of interpersonal violence over the past two years. Air Force officials say those results might not be representative of the total force, since victims may have been more likely to respond to the survey than non-victims, but the rate is too high in any case. 68,000 people participated in the survey. That's about 10% of the Air Force's military and civilian population. After a listening tour, civilian and defense acquisition leaders are putting together a new recruitment strategy. Federal News Network's Jason Miller brings us more. With only 7% of the federal workforce under the age of 30, the Office of Federal Procurement Policy and DOD are modernizing their training and development programs for acquisition professionals to recruit the next generation. Leslie Field is the acting OFPP administrator and spoke at the Imagination Nation ELC conference yesterday in Hershey, Pennsylvania. In the process of developing a plan to focus on recruitment, competency, organization, and networking. All of these pieces are important to ensure that our workforce is strong, capable, agile, and resilient. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Pentagon is charging up a plan to electrify some of its vehicles. Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks says the Defense Department owns some 170,000 non-tactical vehicles. During a trip to Detroit this week, Hicks said shifting that fleet to electric power will help DOD meet its sustainability goals. 
She also said DOD is developing potential options for hybrid and electric combat vehicles. In addition to being climate friendly, she says electric powered tactical vehicles could offer some significant operational advantages for the military. Lawmakers propose setting up an office at the Pentagon for tracking UFOs. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. A proposal in the Senate would require top Pentagon officials to establish a permanent office for investigating unidentified aerial vehicles. New York Democrat Kirsten Gillibrand submitted the legislation as an amendment to the annual defense authorization bill. It would empower the new office to receive all data related to reports of unidentified flying objects from across the defense and intelligence agencies. The Senate is expected to take up debate on the defense bill as soon as next week. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Thirteen former Trump administration officials violated the Hatch Act when they participated in activities during last year's presidential campaign. The Office of Special Counsel says both former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and former Acting Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf broke the law when they spoke and presided over events at the Republican National Convention. OSC says the Hatch Act does not prohibit a political party from holding a convention at the White House. The agency received a record number of Hatch Act complaints from last year's RNC events. ONC says former President Trump did not break the Hatch Act, as both the president and vice president are exempt from the law. IRS efforts to retire a 60-year-old tax processing system will take nearly a decade to complete. Officials tell the Government Accountability Office the IRS met most of its IT modernization goals for 2019 and 2020, but a new system meant to improve taxpayer services, the Customer Account Data Engine 2, is running over budget and behind schedule. GAO says the IRS needs to get this system online before it can retire the individual master file used to process individual taxpayer data. And ahead of this week's holiday, the Postal Service gives thanks to employees who are military veterans. Here's Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. USPS is one of the largest civilian employers of veterans and those serving in the military reserves. More than 100,000 USPS employees are veterans, about one out of every six employees in its workforce. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, in a video message, gave thanks to veterans within the USPS ranks. The Postal Service values and respects our military service women and men especially those continuing their service to our country with the United States Postal Service. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcast. I'm Eric White. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.